Kansas City's talk show for throttle junkies, motorheads, and anyone who loves rocking the driver's seat. From barn fresh to concourse ready, Road Muscle Radio parks the latest news, the greatest views, and the biggest names in rolling thunder right, right in your ears. ears. Let's welcome your show hosts, a freelance automotive journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, and 30-plus year radio veteran, author, playwright, lousy karaoke singer, and lover of fat and freaky American classic cars, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's put the pedal to the metal. Road, Road Muscle, Muscle Radio is on the air. Back in action with Road Muscle Radio, I'm Catfish Groves along with Brett Hatfield. Back in the hot seat. We've got uh, we've got a fun show set up today. We're going to talk about stuff. We, you know, we love bringing in guests. Guests are awesome. But we do all of our, oh my God, did you see? Oh my God, this. Oh my God, that. Before we ever record a show. Well, and we've been doing the same thing right now and hoping we can remember all the yeah, oh my all the God stuff. for the show. And we're like, you know what? We need to do a show with us. The other thing is, we started doing this show and we immediately threw guests in the hot seat. Yeah. And started asking them questions and all this stuff. Well, you've got a Rolodex. My God. <laughs> you know everyone. Um, I know the guy down at the DQ. Okay. <laughs> oh, you want the dilly bar? Yeah, I'm in. Well, and I figured at some point you'd be l- listening to the people we were interviewing and going, how do you know? You know. Yeah, I, and I did. <laughs> uh, so well. you, you've you got all that. And yeah, we, we brought people in to but interview. We, we, started all, we started interviewing all these people, but we never sat down and really discussed who we are, what we do, or any of that other stuff. And the stuff that we really like. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so no. for Christmas, let's talk about this stuff that we like. Well, you're going to have to have a really big stocking to hold some of the stocking stuffers. <laughs> I I know, right? With with a reinforced bottom because some of the oh, but we should talk about our dream garage. Like what? What do you think you could narrow it down to? Uh, three? No, three car. Come on, Brett. Maybe five. Maybe five. Well, uh, okay. Oh, three with maybe a couple of alternates, yeah. just in case you couldn't happen to get hold of that car. If you ask me to narrow it down to three, that means I got to get rid of something I already got. <laughs> See what I mean? See what I mean? It's a it's going to be a tough Christmas, but we're going to get through it, and we're going to share that with you. But first, we need to find out what's going on in the world. Get your brain in gear for what's going on. Time for what's news on Road Muscle Radio. Okay, well, Chevy has come out at least with uh, models and pics of the new 2020 Silverado. Ah, the 2020 Silverado. Have you, ah. have you seen pictures of this on Jalopnik? Yeah, I, I saw it sitting down eating an entire cow. This thing is <laughs> now. It's uh, oh. I I know Chevy uh, and, and yeah, I know GM's trying. And I I I drive a Chevy. My my truck's a 2008 Chevy Silverado work truck with a eight foot bed, and I have carried just dang near everything into and out of the house we're in with that. I've owned Chevy trucks. I own several Chevy cars right now. And I know they're trying, and I know mm-hmm. trucks have kind of mutated and become these weird, giant, boxy, strange-looking. But <laughs> the 2019 Compensator. This thing. <laughs> yeah. This thing is. This thing is uglier than a monkey's armpit. Have you seen the pictures <laughs> of the sucker? This is. Yeah, it looks like it's striving hard to get a guest spot in the next Transformers movie. You know, when I first saw it, the first thing I thought of was the the station wagon. Oh, 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 the Wagon uh, Queen from, family yeah, truck from, from, from uh, the first family. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that thing. So, oh. And that was better looking. <laughs> it's because of the wood grain. I, I would sooner drive that Wagon Queen family truckster than I would a new Chevy truck. And the other thing is, the Silverados, these extended cab, four-wheel drive, giant Silverados, they ask a lot of money 
it's for a, these trucks. It's a chunk of change. It, they are not inexpensive. What do you think about the four-cylinder engine? Okay. The turbo four in a Chevy truck? If they can make it work, that's great. But I don't see how they're going to get the economy out of it that they're thinking of. You still have to motivate a giant box through the <laughs> through the wind. It's got the aerodynamic qualities of a rhino cage at the zoo. Uh, amen to that. It, you know, and it's it's pig ugly. Bless their hearts. And, and you know, we love you. Love you, Chevy. Keep oh, trying. No, no, no. Keep no. trying. Uh, 2020 lo- will be a better year. Lo- I promise. Love you, Chevy. Wouldn't turn my back on the Corvette <laughs> or the Camaro, but good grief. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little different. Speak, it's, speaking of different, uh, the uh, Tuckers, <laughs> such unique cars. So odd and interesting and ahead of their time with the little swivel headlights. It and the- was. And this year at Pebble Beach in, in uh, August, they had a dozen Tuckers in what? one place at one time. Oh, my God. Uh, were, it was amazing and beautiful <laughs> and just stunning. But I didn't realize that Preston Tucker had designs on making another car yeah. after the 48 had come out. I had I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know there were other Tuckers. And this when I when I read about this, uh, what a surprise uh, there. They're thinking about resurrecting a Tucker, and the reason that we didn't know is because he didn't build it. It was in the fifties. He w- he was dying, yeah. And uh, he and some backers, hopeful backers out of Brazil, had come up with this design for kind of an every man's car. Well, and the drawings and sketchings for this thing, dude, are stud. It's wicked. Uh, it's called the Carioca, and I hope that's right. It's I was not Carioca, Carioca, or whatever. It's it's a Brazilian word. Well, neither of us speak uh, uh, yeah, Portuguese. Portuguese, but um, it's supposed to be a low cost car for for kind of an everyday guy and stunning it looking at it imagine from the top looking down at it you're looking at a football it was his torpedo design which he had those the front ends of the tuckers all had that kind of torpedo front where it kind of came to a point on the hood without rigger wheels that had motorcycle fenders motorcycle fenders on now the front and the back of this one where it bowtailed in the back and then had the torpedo front, so it's just this it's really cool looking cool low slung cigar imagine okay take a prowler Exactly. And make That's it pointer exact. and make that butt end just shave. Just shave it off. It looks into like it. a prowler with a boat tail rear end. Yeah. A little bit. But the drawings are fantastic. And uh, these uh, these two custom car builders and Tucker restorers, this, uh, Rob, Ida, and his yeah. father, Bob, are uh, talking about resurrecting the idea. It When Tucker designed it, he designed it as a, as a kit car that would be assembled either by a garage or or the final consumer, the buyer. And a lot of the parts were going to be common car parts that were readily available and inexpensive. And well, fender, you know, the, the motorcycle fenders, for yeah. heaven's sakes. And it was, it was going to be an every man's car. And really cool, he was going to go after kind of a, a similar uh, drivetrain that they had in the Tucker 48. They had that horizontally opposed six. Yeah, that's what most people don't know. And I never knew. Let me put it that way. I'm not going to – you you knew. <laughs> I had no idea until I started reading and getting neck deep into the stuff that the Tuckers had uh, opposed cylinder engines, a six cylinder opposed cylinder. It was, it was this a, one was going to be a four. It was a horizontally opposed air cooled six. And this one was going to be a horizontally opposed air cooled four. four. How and, cool is that? But just really, really neat looking car. And again, uh, Rob and Bob Ida are looking at doing this and 
the project that they're going to do if they resurrect this is also going to have some of Tucker's uh, descendants working on it. Oh, really? Grandsons and great-grandsons. He's oh, got a nice. great-grandson who wound up being an engineer. And uh, they're talking about making this. And, you know, if they make it along the same time, uh, the same lines of what Preston had in mind in the first place, yeah. where it's a kit car or it could be, dude, sign me up. You know what? If you look up Ida Automotive on Facebook, they've got various posts that are kind of following as they're working on this. It's it's going to happen. I'm dying to see the finished product. And please, please, please make it a cool car. Even you know, maybe a ten grand, maybe a twelve grand that people like us can go out and buy the pieces for. Please, I, ha- I have a place we can assemble it. Oh, dude, you do, <laughs> and I'm in. I'm in. So that's uh, that's news for now. And coming up next, we're going to go on a little. For Christmas. You told me to bring three, so... Dude, that's, a, that's 50. Well, you, you've got a list of... Uh, overachiever. I, uh, I did leave some stuff off. <laughs> we'll talk about our, our favorite top three cars we would love to have in our garages, if we could. And then maybe uh, veer off into a few more. Mm-hmm. Check it out next. We invite you to join the conversation right here at Road Muscle Radio. Back with Road Muscle Radio. Thanks for joining us for this week's very festive Merry Carmus. Uh, Merry Carmus. <laughs> Merry Carmus. Like uh, happy Christliness uh, <laughs> for me. But um, I, I did. I was remiss in mentioning uh, at the toward the end of the show we're going to have our very special guest back again. Woohoo! Uh, Rennie Fernandez. And Butch Pappen from the Kansas City Automotive Museum. Hey, we missed each other at the museum on Saturday. Did you go? You were there and left, and then I was there after you. Oh, good. And got a chance to talk to Butch. And did you uh, walk inside that the last trailer that they had sitting in the back? I stuck my head in it, looked around. It was really cool. Butch gave me the nickel tour, walked in, and looked <gasps> at everything. Dog. The guy who restored that did a great job. You know what? They didn't have a whole a whole lot of people because the weather was really poor. Yeah, it was crummy. Uh, and, and but they did have uh, some dedicated few. I, I put a post on Facebook about it was just great seeing people out there and seeing the crew out there. And plus, what I did, I did my part. I did. I mean, they had ten boxes of donuts, <laughs> <laughs> and I might have helped, tried my best to help represent a larger populace coming to the museum. I ref- <sighs> I refrained. <gasps> Look at you. I refrained. It was me, coffee, and that jute box they have. Yeah, well, and, I left and went to first watch and did damage. Oh, too. there you go. So uh, coming up, uh, Renny Fernandez, Butch Pappen from Kansas City Automotive Museum. We're going to talk about their cars, the the two that are just crazy cool. They've got great Especially stuff Especially the one, the weird one, the manta yeah. ray. But we'll find out about that, that thing is right so now. Weird. Let's get into you and I and... Our top three that we would have in our garage, if humanly possible. I already have more than that in my garage. You're going to make me get rid of something. I am. I'm, I'm that type of bad person. So pick those top three. Give me your first one. Okay. What is your What is your number one that if you could have it, you'd do it? It's the constant with me. It's the one that's always been there. It's the one that always will be there. I've had that 1960 Corvette since I was 18 ah. years old. I've had the car for almost 31 years. And I can't imagine... Not having that car. Do you know how hard it is to keep the fire with a 31 year relationship? Uh, she's, <laughs> she's, 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 she's worth it. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is she's always pretty. 
<laughs> oh, oh my god she's always you know, pretty your love always is and yeah that's a it, that's it a good that's a good looking it car. hasn't mattered how bad i look she's always pretty <laughs> she does make you look good yeah you know well and i've said this in print and and uh on here before that thing I got it when I was 18. I got it as a graduation gift from my dad. Wow. I don't know that I've ever told the story behind that uh, completely. I will sometime. But I got the car and I, I, uh, you feel like king stud of the universe. You're a high school kid in a vintage Corvette. That's pretty intense. Red and white. It's the iconic car. It's the calendar and the poster car. And I always, I've never driven that car more than a block and not been happy. It just yeah. is one of those things, you know, they say you can't buy happiness. Well, whoever said that didn't think about puppies, kittens, and Corvettes. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, well, there you go. See? My 1960 Corvette, even in dream collections, that car comes first. Number one with a bullet. Yep. If I uh, if I could have anything in my garage, and this is ridiculous for a dude like me, because if I had something like this in there, I don't know that I could drive it. I'd be too scared of hurting it. Come on. But I'd give it a shot. A 1935 Auburn 851 SC Boat Tail Speedster. That one was on my overblown list, too. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, dude. That thing, there was one that was sold at Mo, uh, at Mecham Auction at Monterey in 2016 mm-hmm. that just, oh, my God, it's a buttercream dream. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's not, you're not talking about, uh, wow, power. You, no, you they, look at all that chrome weren't. and you look at those tubes coming out of the side of the, the hood. It's got kind of that, that square-ish hood that goes on forever in front of it with the swoopy fenders coming around the sides. And then it's got those coiled chrome uh, tubes that, that is where well, the, those, uh, the exhaust those, is coming out. Yeah, that's the exhaust. Yeah, and gorgeous. And you're thinking, oh my God, there's got to be a rocket engine under that. It's no. a giant straight eight. It's a giant straight eight with 280 cubic inches. Yeah, and, I and think a whole lot of pot metal all around it. I think there were about 140 <laughs> horsepower yeah, or, they were, with the supercharged version. But they took every one of those out and certified that they would run 100 miles an hour before they sold them. Absolutely. And going 100 miles an hour when you've got that little wedge of windshield in front of you you're in a cockpit well 100 miles an hour think amazing. about amazing think about 1935 roads oh my god yeah you're gonna feel everything where the hell are you gonna do 100 miles an hour <laughs> true that true that but it's gorgeous boat tail back end swooping fenders chrome coil exhaust covers well and one other thing you got to remember passenger side curbside on those cars had a door for golf bags Oh my God! The door opened up. You'd slide your golf golf clubs in behind the seats. That's insane. That's wonderful. So, I mean, you, you gotta love it. Now, yeah. I would trade it, especially since you have it on your list. You know, and we can't we we cannot go to a car show driving the same car. That's just not that's just not cool. Don't worry, sunshine. I, I got I enough to... lists that I can come up with something else. <laughs> well, I would trade it with a Duesenberg boat tail or even a Mercedes boat tail, but of the same year, those early to mid thirties. I'm with you. I'm with you. I Boom. absolutely agree. What's your next one? Number two. Oh, man. See, this is the problem. I made so much of a list, it's tough to pick a second one. <laughs> but what? I'll tell you what. I'll go three cars that seem semi-attainable, Okay. which means I could sell something or sell a couple somethings I own and go go lay my hands on one. Right. And then I'll have three cars that it's going to take a lottery win. Uh, give me the first three, then okay. I want to talk about mine. Second car, the one I am currently hunting. Uh-huh. 1965 or 66 
Corvette convertible, Nassau blue, 327, 350 horse, four speed side pipes, knockoff wheels, blue or white interior, white soft top. You haven't thought about that at all. I think I got her narrowed down. I think you might have. You might <laughs> you might have the specifics. God, that sounds gorgeous. And what if did you it go, have under the hood? Uh, 327. Three, oh, okay. If you yeah, go yeah, yeah. Uh, 65, you could get a 365 horse, 327. And then in 66, it was a 350 horse. But if you go high horse, small block, uh, the big blocks had more power. And, of course, they're, they are more desirable and lots more expensive. Sure. But the small blocks handled better because they didn't have all that weight hanging out over the front end. Yeah. So high horse small block will be a more nimble car and almost as quick as the big blocks were. Wow. That would be – have you seen one? Have you seen one like that? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere, I'm, damn it. I, I've been – I've been – poor Jack Wallace of Vintage Vets. I've been pestering the hell out of Jack. Jack, do you have one? Oh, I, I know he Can does. Can come look? <laughs> It is rare that I go more than 24 hours without looking at the inventory on his website. Well, you know, our buddy Rick Hunter mm. over at Hot Rod Express, he yeah. could probably put one together for you. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm could. just trying to help a dream come I'm, true. I'm, I'm not think- enabling. I'm helping a dream come true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, for my number two, uh, it would be a 36 Packard. Again, I, I don't know what it is about the 30s and those Boy, you swoopy really looks. Got into the the cool oh. custom made 36 Packard 120B convertible. It's got, uh, again, it's got that kind of cockpit thing where you're sitting down low, just your head with your, your jaunty little cap is sitting up above. And I want it to be just canary yellow. I want it to be so damned yellow. The sun goes, wow, that's yellow. It, uh, just, uh, it has got the wheels on the, and the sides and the swoopies and the, uh, I, and quick story about. You wanted to live in Hollywood in the forties. didn't I was, you? I, oh, <laughs> I had an English teacher in high school. Who told the story? If if you could get him talking about cars or music, yeah, you know, the hour was done. You didn't you didn't have to read any more Moby Dick, man. You were just <laughs> you were running with. And we got him talking about cars. And his first car as a kid was a forty. I think it was either forty or forty one Packard, and it was a convertible. Oh, and man. he talked about how he would drive down the highway, and you know how we used to do the Rockford Files, oh, where man. you would yeah. you know, pull up the emergency brake and <laughs> go a one eighty. Well, what they used to do, he. And I just, this shocks me to this day, driving down the highway, ready? He pops the clutch in, jams it into reverse, pops the clutch and hits the gas and spins the back wheels backwards while going 30 to 40 and just does loop-de-loop-de-loops and then pops it back into first, boom, goes back. You're kidding. That's what he told me. Now, I, I, it's hard for me to imagine because I, I would think that it would be just a transmission spitting teeth. Or rear end, or motor mounts, or transmission mounts, they, or all, they built them right back then, buddy. Or all of it at <laughs> once. But that's a oh gosh, I wish I could remember his name. It started with an H. He was a cool dude, had a goatee, and he was one of the you know the, when the teachers lounge door would open and a cloud bank of cigarette smoke would come out. <laughs> he was the one. But you, uh, he told some great stories. Are you sure stories. it was just Marlboros? Yeah, <laughs> not totally. It was a while ago. So what's your number two? Uh, number two was at 65. That's right. Number three. We're on to number three. That's number right. three. I'm going to break away from Corvettes, although I could list 15 more. Going to go, uh, got to go 65 Shelby Cobra uh. and replica. Cause you know, the real ones are seven figure cars, but, uh, like the one I told you about that was just, that thing was scary and I want it. Did I you, want one. Do you see that one? I, I, uh, emailed you. 
Uh, that 1960 that was just need a little help. Yeah. In the 2025 K range. <laughs> just trying to help a friend. I'm not enabling. I just help it a friend because I want to write in it. All right. Uh, for me, the, my third one, I picked some daily drivers, but if I'm going to go for it still for the dreamy, it's either a 1960 Saratoga, that big, you know, uh, shark, uh, whale shark looking thing, uh, or a 71 Mustang Mach one. 71. Really? Yeah, the big one, the yeah, big yeah, stupid yeah. family one. You know where you could put Great, your groceries in the big, back, flat back yeah. window, three fifty one Cleveland, uh, with the the hood with the little scoops and all this, and it ha- it would have to have Craigers. Oh, it would. Daddy wants Craigers. <laughs> Craigers and raised white leather tires. Craigers are the they're the stuff. So and, the, and it needs to be the either BFGs or Mickey Thompsons. Oh yeah, Mickey Thompson raised white. Oh, those were so cool. <laughs> and you know what? I'd have to replace the back ones about every six months. We can work. That I would. Out. I would have a tendency. We yeah. can work. Well, we know some guys who sell tires. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We may or may not can uh, continue this conversation when we get back from the break. Oh and come plus, on! Well, we need to talk about. So we're gonna we're gonna share some. This is the way we work. Okay. okay. Some stories about. We're going to make this public now. We're going to get, we're going to show you how stupid we were. I hope my parents aren't listening to this. We're, oh my God, please no. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming up next on Road Muscle Radio. back to road muscle radio and we were talking about dream garage your your three cars my oh, three yeah. car, and you know you told me dream garage and you said three car i ignored that i came up <laughs> yes, I, you did. I came up with an honest to god 50 yes you did and <laughs> i i split the list in two i did oh how kind of you i did <laughs> i i did 30 cars that were at least in my mind attainable right, right. meaning i could take one of the cars that's that I own now, or a couple of the cars I own now, sell them and go lay my hands on something else. Nice. I also have twenty cars on here I couldn't touch to save my life. It would take a lottery win and then a lot of hunting. Tell you what, give me your two give me two of your I can't touch it's and I'll give two of I I could touch it's because okay. mine are at the st- complete opposite end of that stick. Okay. Most of the stuff that I did in the I can't touch it range, they are art. They are yeah. they are sex on four wheels. They're the most gorgeous things ever. And the top of my list with a bullet, nineteen seventy one Lamborghini Mira SV. Ooh, yeah. Go ahead, okay, look describe that it. Up. I'm gonna look I'm that gonna, up. I'm gonna Google it. Describe it. What's it look like? Well, uh, just the epitome of sexy Italian. Early mid engine, all oh, the best curves and the the Mira SV had some engineering flaws to it. Like uh, you know, you've got velocity stack uh, carbs in the back that would tend to catch fire, <laughs> and you're looking at your so back it's like window. A kick-ass pinto. Okay, yeah, good, looking good. at your back window at a transverse mounted V12 that's got you know flames arcing out of it. <laughs> uh, the gas transverse tank- mounted V12. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, the gas tank on the Mira was located in front uh, where your firewall would typically be in the front of the car, over the front axle. Right. So the more you drove, 
the more fuel ran out of it, the lighter the front end got. Oh. So as you ran through the gas in your tank, it would change the handling characteristics of the car. Wow. <laughs> uh, weight bias would shift rearward. That's and, and the other thing is it would also change the aerodynamics. So if you were driving at no. speed, you know, you're doing a buck or better and the front end starts to get light and squidgy. You know, really happy, fun stuff like that. All you need to do is go gas it up and everything's fine again. Well, See? yeah, but, you With know. With the V12, you probably have to. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at, that so, is a sexy little car. Is that not? That stunning? is very cool. And, and, and I had never seen one in the flesh until we were at the uh, San Marino Auto Classic in June in L.A., and I saw Adam Carolla's was there on display. Oh, yeah. And I took a zillion pictures of it because I figured that's the only one I'm ever going to see. Then we're in Monterey in August for Car Week. Yeah, I saw that car and three others like it out driving around. I saw four of them in the wild being driven. Wow. Yeah. And for and, and they your draw and it was jaws and it was one you. afternoon in three hours and I was with one of my editors from the magazines and the guys with me and we're looking at each other and just. We're a gog, you know, <laughs> just jaw hanging open. You, th- there's another one, that sort of thing. So in 2016, it was going for around 1.9 to 2.2 2 million. Yeah, it's a two comma car. Wow. Yeah, it's seven figures. Okay, uh, next one on the ain't never going to be able to touch it list. <laughs> uh, Aston Martin DB4 Zagato. Never heard of it. Yeah, I know, but you're going to look it up, and then you're going to say, oh, my good Lord, look at that. Oh, it pops just, up as a Just sexy. Oh, hang on. That's that's totally a- uh, Art. A, that's art. Yeah. That is, is, is that just gorgeous? Look at that. Oh, look at that. And with the little racing dots on it and everything from mm-hmm. uh, one of the one of the versions, one of the pictures, that looks like something that uh, uh, James Bond would drive. He, he drove the DB5. Oh, he? he drove the next model in that line, but that's the Zagato, uh, not the traditional DB4. And then the third one, oh man, oh. classic classic action. Uh, Aston Martin, by the way, breaks an auction record. This is from uh, the Telegraph uh, from the UK. Did it? I'm trying to find. Uh, uh, to, oh my God. Eight point eight million pounds. Yeah, I was going to ask if it crossed ten. Eight point eight winds up being no nine point four five million pounds. Yeah, which is north of ten million dollars. Sweet jumping Jiminy! There you go. Uh, All right, and then one more. You already know what this is, but I'm going to bring it up. 1958 Mercedes 300 SL Gullwing, and I would. I'm going to specify the alloy body on those, uh, which is. Roughly double what the steel one was. Yeah, go ahead. Pull it up. Take a peek. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're looking at. Look now, at that. Now, <gasps> what I'll, what you don't realize is the the styling cues on that wound up being stolen by a lot of other cars. The two well, power sure. bulges in the hood. If you look at those, you see those turn up on Corvettes. You see those turn up on a lot of other cars down the road. And... Oh man! And you know why the uh, why the Gullwing doors? No, when they built the frame, the frame rails on the side to give it rigidity came up so high they couldn't do a oh, traditional they are. door on it. Look at how high that's! Yeah. So they had to do a Gullwing door, and the steering wheel is removable, so you can get in and out. It looks like you should latch down the doors and then go underwater. Yeah, just from the look of that, from climbing into that cockpit. Isn't that a stunning looking car? Look at that is sweet. Oh my goodness. And keep in mind, I had 17 other, I'm never going to be able to touch them cars on here. And they are all (laughs) just gorgeous. That's, that's really nice. Okay. 
Okay, very good. And just to satisfy you, a Mopar made it on my can't what? touch it list. Yep. You, what? You tainted your list with a Mopar? 1952 Chrysler Delegance by Gia. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, a concept yeah. car and yep. really, really, really gorgeous. Really good looking. Yeah. Very. I, I'm familiar. Very cool car. All right. So that's enough of that. Uh, it's tough to do. Hey, look at that on uh, on a an audio medium. <laughs> well, it is kind of tough, but for the people that, that know some of the cars, they're like, oh, my God. Uh, my quick hit list for the for the other end of the stick, yeah. my attainables, because the ones I talked about, not so much. Although there was that 1960 Saratoga I looked at in Columbia, Missouri. True. That was uh, 2500 But we also saw that 1960 Matador at oh the Cars in the Park show. Well, again, that that's thing. one that I, I couldn't get because that's not a bottom figure. That thing was amazing. That thing was studly. Crazy. Uh, I would like a, uh, a Triumph TR6. I'm with you. Or, you know, obviously the, the mid-60s Chryslers, uh, late 50s to 1960 Plymouth or Chrysler, and, yeah, the 68 to 70 274 Charger. Oh, or even a Challenger, like the 74 Challenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Buddy of mine in high school had one, and we did. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, you know, when we, yeah, lead us into the stupid things. Okay. He, we did some dumb damn things in that. Oh, man. And this is, we were talking about this before, and you don't speed. Not much. You don't speed. I have a tendency to, well, I got a lead foot and a ball bearing ankle. You don't not speed. Yeah, it's it's difficult. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, we can either prove nor disprove anything that we're about to talk about, by the way. Disclaimer. Uh, yes, true. Either prove nor disprove. These stories may or may not be true, depending upon who's asking us and what they're writing it down on. There, right. there may have been, <laughs> there may have been. an auto journalist who traveled back from Dallas a couple of weeks ago to Kansas City in seven hours through <laughs> snow. Oh, my goodness. But I'm not sure who that guy would I be. I couldn't tell you. Uh, as far as dumb stuff in cars, good grief. Yeah. It's, Go back to the teenagers. It's, it's, sure it's, it's, the, it's tough uh, to narrow it all down, but probably the best story is I had uh, an 84 Camaro Berlinetta in high school, which is pretty distinct car. That year they made a quarter million Z28s. They made 10,000 Berlinettas. So there weren't that many of them. Yeah, they didn't. And see. there was another kid <laughs> who lived in, in Olathe and had a another white Berlinetta. His didn't oh, have wow. T-tops, mine did. Nice. He and I started pulling this gag, especially if you had somebody else in the car with you to freak them out, where we would, if we saw each other coming the opposite direction, we would swap over to the left lanes and pass each other on the wrong side and then swerve back. And we did this until I pulled that stunt with somebody. I was going to school one morning. I saw a white Berlinetta coming the other direction. I pulled over in that person's lane and it wasn't, it wasn't my, it wasn't him. It wasn't my friend. And I almost, almost did a header, you know, it would have been white Berlinetta on white Berlinetta. Uh, almost did a head on with this guy. I had to go to school, find Brian and tell him, Hey, listen, we can't do this ever again. Yeah. I, I'm still shaking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and Oh my good Lord. It, it freaks me out a little to think about it. Even now, what were we thinking? We, we thought we'd live forever. Well, I never thought I'd make it to 40. So <laughs> I did something not quite that stupid, but right in, right in the, the target range. <laughs> Because I had that 1955 Plymouth Savoy. It was a two-door and all original. So it had the little, what, 260-something V8. And um, and I, I drove it like a like a bout out of clumsy hell. Yeah. And we would we had these, it was down in Branson, Missouri, and there are all these back roads, right? And Saturday night, it, all the town would roll up the sidewalks yep. in the winter. And there was really not a lot to do. So me and my two buddies, um, we would go out, and he had the Charger. 
uh, Challenger. He had a, a 74 Challenger that we did stupid things in. And we also did it in my Plymouth. We were going down one of these dirt roads, right? And I'm on radials, uh, not radials. Um, bias plies. Bias plies. And so it's already slippery. I got about a quarter turn of <laughs> a free play in that wheel. And we're just bats out of hell. And there was this one road that had kind of a little, you know, oh, little hump in it. Yeah. And I'm like, let's do it. I probably got up to 60, 70 miles an hour on a gravel road. Oh, you're kidding. And we caught air. We hit it hard because that heavy thing, there was just a little bit of dip from where it had worn on sure. the hump before you got to it. Foom, foom. Wham! <laughs> we hit and I'm I'm hanging on. I'm like an octopus trying to hold that wheel as we're sliding this way and that. And we got it stopped. And that was one of those things where it was, we never do this again. Yeah. And the next morning we went to church and there was a lot of praise going on that morning that we survived. Now that by next Saturday we were over it. But uh, every now and then you would do something that would scare you enough that you're like, okay, okay. I, I've never do that again. I, I saw Jesus. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> He said, what you doing up this high? <laughs> well, okay, we've talked about our favorite cars. we talked about doing stupid things. Now it's time to talk about a really cool car. Speaking of a an irreplaceable classic, the Manta Ray, which is on display right now at the Kansas City Automotive Museum. We'll talk to Renny Fernandez and Butch Pappen next on Road Muscle Radio. We're back with Road Muscle Radio. It's Catfish Groves along with Brett Hatfield. Hiya. And Brett, we've got uh, oh, so many cool things coming up oh. at Kansas City Automotive Museum. Good so stuff. many things to talk about. And there's even stuff already there. I love the fact that they are in town. They are close to, close to my house. I, I, yeah. I kind of like telling myself that that was by design. <laughs> they did it for you, buddy. They did it just they did for, it for you. And... Uh, they've they've got such cool stuff there, and they've got cool monthly themes. And this month is a theme we're both gonna dig. Oh yeah! So you can tell. Uh, in the uh, you probably heard them laughing. Brenny Fernandez and Butch Pappen from Kansas City Automotive Museum have joined us. Brenny Fernandez is the executive director, and Butch Pappen is the curator of exhibits and collections. Welcome to Road Muscle Radio. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. The uh, I wanted to talk about a couple of ones that are very dear to my heart because, as you know, as Brett knows well, and and you listening know, I I have a tendency to like the slightly more odd, just just a no. little, just slightly more. Say odd. it isn't so. You know, all, all of the uh, Hot Wheels that got rejected, those are near and dear to my heart. <laughs> that was your collection, dude. <laughs> yeah, the, all the cars that were wrong, those were the ones I wanted. So um, as as we look at some of the things that are at the Kansas City Automotive Museum, some amazing vehicles, and then one that's amazing for all kinds of reasons. Butch, can you tell us about the Manta Ray? Well, the Manta Ray is unique. It is a one-of vehicle. Uh, it was originally built, designed and built by two aerospace engineers in Southern California in the early 1950s. It's based on a 51 Studebaker Commander chassis. You darn tootin', it commands authority and attention. That's it what I'm saying. Does. <laughs> it certainly does. You're not going to see another one anywhere in the world. How dare you look at me in that tone of voice? <laughs> <laughs> so we got a 51 Studebaker Commander as the uh, base platform. And that's about all that's Studebaker, that remains as a Studebaker. <laughs> It's a totally custom three-seat body, uh, one row of seats. It's a convertible or a has doesn't have a permanent top. Let's put it that way. 
Right. It's it combines elements of a Studebaker nose, but that's about all. But it's hand formed. Uh, Lincoln uh, rear bumpers and tail lights. Uh, a Cadillac motor. It, 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 as I said, it was built by uh, two aerospace engineers. So everything that they could they could lather onto the design from the aerospace industry, they did fins, uh, a pointed nose, uh, raked windshield, all of those kinds of things. An instrument panel that even has an altimeter on it. <laughs> One of the funniest things about that, too, besides these elements they put put in, because the front of that, what was it? Was it a MIG that we were talking about, Brett, earlier before? Or possibly Sabre Jet? Yeah, it's got this kind of jet cone front nose with a, a big, you know, it looks like a Cadillac, one of those, what do they call the, yep. the uh, bullets on the front of it? Oh, a giant Dagmar. Yeah, only it's kind of looks almost like a jet engine. It looks like a car built around a turbine. But that's... That's the only thing that really indicates speed <laughs> about right. this whole thing. And oh my god, I love it. It looks it looks like everything wrong with a catfish. And you know, so I'm like, oh, hey, I'm in. Uh, the headlights. It looks like a catfish f- swallowed a funnel the wrong way. Well, the, the, you've got this this kind of chrome thing that's going around the front of it that that cuts the car kind of in half on a horizontal plane. And then those little handlebar mustache bumpers on the front and the two round headlights. I'm so out. <laughs> I love this car so very much. Now, um, says the guy who will eventually collect a Pontiac Aztec. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All four-wheel drive. Uh, the uh, the Manta Ray built in 52. Uh, and it, there were a bunch of magazine articles in 53 and 54. I've got it up here on uh, on the, my computer screen. And originally, now, right now, what, what, how would you describe the color, Butch? Well, it's a white pink, and uh-huh. it used to be gold, and the gold color looked really good in the pictures. Yes. There is some gold still left in there, isn't there? Uh, only where they didn't. Yeah, yeah where they didn't do it right. <laughs> where, they didn't do it right. <laughs> where they pulled the paint off too early, or the tape. Yeah, the, uh, uh, part of the history of this that I thought was really, really cool is that, uh, uh, the gen- a gentleman bought it. it, it oh, and it's even got, what, three taillights from a 52 uh, Lincoln? Well, it's got three fins, uh, and, it, and it, the, the fins <laughs> came from a 52 Lincoln. And, Two and of them. There are three, yes, three taillights. <laughs> uh, but, you, you know, if, if it was aerospace-inspired, it had to have fins for stabilization. Well, absolutely. They made this manta ray. What in the history, how did this end up at a used car dealership in Topeka? Well, that seems to be a bit of a mystery. Uh, seriously, it went from the uh, two gentlemen that designed it originally to a uh, Bob Yeakel, who was an Oldsmobile dealer in Southern California. Uh, Bob also built, uh, apparently, turbine cars. Oh. He, we believe he's the one that installed the Cadillac motor. Uh, and then... Somehow, magically, from 1952 to 1959, it made its way to Topeka, and there it was purchased by uh, a gentleman by the name of L.L. Lacer, who was a, a car dealer in Junction City, Kansas, and L.L. took it home and put it in a collection, I believe, at one point, numbered 120 different cars. Wow. Goodness. And uh, it stayed there until uh, 19, I think the late 90s. His son, uh, Don Lacer, inherited it, and Don thought it was time to see the light of day. So he put it in some car magazines. Uh, it was on uh, Velocity Channel's class- Chasing Classic Cars with Wayne Carini. 
and that's an interesting video to, to check out. Uh, it went to the uh, 2016 Amelia Island Concours, and it was also, it won the best of show for a concept prototype in the 2017 Keels and Wheels show in Seabrook, Texas. Nice! It was also featured in uh, Art of the Car here in Kansas City. Ultimately, it ended up here. Uh, one of our board members uh, ran into Mr. Lacer at the DFW airport in Dallas uh, probably a year ago, and they started talking cars, and pretty soon uh, I got a call, and then after that we arranged to have it shipped here, and, uh, and it sets in our showroom, and we're proud of it. Now, did you get to drive it in? I did. Uh, we brought it in on a trailer, but from the trailer to about midway into the museum, uh, I was able to drive it. And it, it started, it ran, it, you know, it's a three-speed uh, stick shift on the column, the old Studebaker transmission. I only got two gears, well, three if you count reverse. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Uh, and it made it that far, and then we had to put it on the uh, on the skates, as we call them, and yeah. move it into place. But um, it sounded pretty good, actually. It started right up. Now, real quick, tell us about where that custom dash came from i take it you're not a, a fan of that oh the, <laughs> the custom extruded extremely organic made by wasps uh dashboard uh, I, I, it adds it adds an element to the car i'll grant you that when did that get changed well interesting you should ask i went back and checked websites before this call to see if i could find out anymore and nobody quite knows it, it somehow I think during uh, when the gentleman, the Oldsmobile dealer had it, that may have been the time that it was changed. But it went from a fairly streamlined, functional Studebaker dash to this thing with numerous, numerous gauges on it. As I said, it's got an altimeter. It's got a barometer. It's got a, you know, it, it's, well, just... not, it's got everything you need. It even has a container for a small fire extinguisher in the dash. <laughs> Well, it's got what? Those are woven basket fronts for the uh, uh, the glove compartment and then some other compartment with the clear plastic knobs like from the 50s? Well, now, keep in mind, uh, in the 50s, clear plastic, acrylic uh, accents, let's say, on dashes were, were acceptable. That was, and, you know, highly sought after, I would imagine. Well, now you've got it all in one package. You've got to go see the Manta Ray. It's at the Kansas City Automotive Museum, along with, and I, I've had a lot of fun with this car because I, I do love it. It's kooky. It's crazy. But then there are all these other vehicles which are phenomenal in their own way. And all you have to do is stop by and check them out. Uh, Rennie Fernandez, Butch Pappen, thank you for joining us and telling us all about the Manta Ray. Keep the pedal to the metal. We'll see you all next week on Road Muscle Radio.